Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today I want to talk a little bit about what it takes to become the player that you say you want to be, okay? And, and first of all, that that's, I think, the biggest thing is a lot of times there's a disconnect between what a player says they want to achieve, how good they want to become, and the reality of how good they want to become. And what I mean is that you have to, the expectations of what you want, you have to align that with the action and the reality of what you do. And you've probably heard me say this before. You know, if, if your goal is to be a, an all-state uh, player, um, play D1 in college or whatever it may be, but your reality is that you never do anything on your own at home. You never touch the ball. You don't do conditioning. You don't do strength training. You just go to your team practices twice a week. Very, very few people are talented enough, naturally talented enough to do that and end up playing D1, right? So your expectations aren't really aligned with your actions of what what you do. So first of all, you have to be very clear with yourself. Be honest with yourself about what it is you really want to get out of the game, how far you really want to go. And for me, there's so much involved in playing at higher levels that you can't control obviously natural talent plays a big a big role in that although i think a lot of people who aren't maybe naturally talented enough if they do a lot of the other things they can still get there so for me the way i always try and phrase that is is um you've probably heard me say this before in the past as, as well is that what i think a player's goal should be is to become the best player that they can possibly be and do the things you need to do to reach that. And then that may be good enough to play D1 or it might be D2 or D3 or professionally or what have you. But ultimately, the goal, you can only be as good as you can be, right? But very, very few people actually fulfill their potential. So that, so that's um, the first thing. And I'm getting a little bit off track. I wanted to kind of go through a list about what it takes to get that and understanding what you need to do. Uh, you know, first of all, that that excellence that you want to achieve, being able to play at a higher level, I mean, you know, that doesn't come from going through the motions with anything. It doesn't come from attending two team practices a week and not doing anything else. It doesn't come from making bad choices, uh, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, staying up till 3 a.m. at a sleepover when the next morning at 8 a.m. is ODP tryouts, and you say you want to make the ODP team, right? It doesn't come from laziness, so it's not sitting around tapping on your phone and texting with your friends and using Snapchat when you should be out in the backyard with a ball at your feet. It doesn't come from entitlement. You don't get any of this stuff handed to you. You need to earn it. You need to do what it takes for a coach or a team or a scout or whatever to say, yeah, you you deserve to be here. It doesn't happen if you don't put in the time and the effort and to put in the work. Um, you know, excellence does not recognize a wall of participation trophies, right? Uh, it doesn't recognize the 30 goals you scored at age six because you were physically advanced for your age. What it, what it does recognize is excellence. It's forged in discipline and time. It's forged in putting in the work that you need to put in over a long period of time to get where you want to get to as a soccer player. It's forged in the effort and the struggle day in and day out 
to develop as a soccer player. It's forging the obstacles that you're going to face and the adversity that you're going to face and overcoming those, whether it's a bad season or a coach that you think isn't giving you a fair shake in playing the position you want to play or the minutes you want to play, you know, the adversity of a serious injury and missing a season, maybe missing a really important season. Maybe this is a third year in a row you've tried out for ODP and you finally made the team and then you tore your ACL. What are you going to do with that? Uh, are you going to say, oh, well, was me, and you're going to cry and complain and then go through the motions with your rehab, and instead of being back in nine months, you're not back at all, or you're back in two years or what have you, right? Excellence is forged in the decisions you make and the things you do, especially in bad times and worse times, those those winless seasons, that you know that terrible team that you're on, getting whipped day in and day out. You know, excellence is formed in the blood, sweat, and tears of the journey that you go through as a soccer player with the highs and the lows. Excellence comes from controlling what you can control and letting the rest of it go, as difficult as that is at times, letting the rest go. You can't control the decision the coach makes with your playing time or the position that you play. Okay? You can't control the league you're in or maybe the season you have as a team. You can control you, though. You can control your attitude. You can control your effort. You can control your ability and to try and lead your team into doing better. Excellence comes from being behavior-focused. There's a control thing and not outcome-focused. So it's not focused on the goal of, we want to win our flight or conference or division this season. It's focused on the behaviors you need to do, the things you need to do in your training with as a team and individually and achieving those and focusing on being the best at those out. The outcome focus of winning that comes from doing all those things and focusing on those behaviors. So all of that, where's all of that comes from your, your head, right? If you want to transform as a soccer player, if you want to continue to develop, be the best you can be to it, to enjoy that journey of achievement as a player. It all starts between your ears, right? Your mind is so much more powerful than you realize it. And you need to use that. You need to harness that and, and use that to drive you forward to achieve the physical things you want to achieve in soccer. Okay. Because, and I heard, I heard this phrase in a uh, motivational speech a long time ago. And it really, it really struck me and stuck out to me that I remember it because it sounds a little extreme on the surface, but in a way, this is what the truly greats at any sport, this is how they actually feel, right? Whether it's Michael Phelps as a swimmer, Jordan as a basketball player, Messi as a soccer player. Um, I think we all know the story of, of Carly Lloyd and, and her mindset and mentality as as a soccer player. Um, that if you love the game and you want success, you want to be the best player you can possibly be, as bad as you want to breathe, you'll make those changes that you need to make. You'll do those things you need to do even when you don't feel like doing them in order to become that player. Right? You're gonna be you're gonna be better, you're gonna make better decisions, you're gonna um you're going to eat healthier. You're going to get your sleep. You're going to train on your own. You're going to listen more in practice. You're going to focus more in practice. You're going to engage with your teammates um, better and, and on and on. And always remember that everything you did to get you to where you are 
you needed to do, but it's not going to be what gets you to where you want to go next. Okay. And you need to always be, have that kind of in the back of your mind of what you need to do next in order to get to where you want to go. Okay. Cause coming as far as you've come, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of your journey, right? You, every day, a new journey starts that day going forward. Um, and on another note, I mean, this is kind of related to that, but it's just something I've kind of had in the, in the back of my head recently. I think, I think a lot of seasons start soon, right? They're coming up um, spring seasons, at least around here, usually early mid-March, some, some a little later. This is the first time wow, in over a decade, the first time that I'm not in the middle of going crazy prepping for a spring season, wondering what the weather's going to be like and if we're going to be able to get out and get our uh, practice sessions in and making sure all the paperwork's done. And I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what it's been like with God's sport being down the way it has. Uh, I can tell you my assistant coach, who's also the girls travel director, has got to be, I mean, it's got to be a nightmare for him, but he's got to be thrilled that, I'm not involved because I'd be driving him insane when it comes to all the paperwork and admin stuff with uh, God's sport missing. But anyway, I was thinking about the, the mindset and how that's how we approach games and just how fascinating it is to see players and how they react when things aren't going well for them. And, you know, whether they get dejected, they put their heads down, they kind of give up if a game's not going well or if a season's not going well, they're not they're not practicing the way they used to they, because they've kind of sort of accepted that what has happened is going to continue to happen. And and think about that, I started thinking about some of the seasons that we've had. And one thing for the most part, in over a decade with with the same team, I can probably count on one hand the number of times where I felt like they had had enough and they had packed in a game, um, which is amazing. They never packed in a season. I mean, if there's if there was anything I could say about the girls I've coached over the years, it's that they never packed. They never packed it in. They never gave up. They would always continue to battle no matter how the game was going, uh, but especially no matter how the season was going. Because, excuse me, I'm losing my voice already. See, I don't have that yelling at practice to keep my vocal cords strong. But I was thinking back to some of our best seasons. And if I look at our best three or four seasons, they all started with losses. Some of them started with blowout losses. A couple of them started with two losses. I can think of one season we lost our first game 5-1. The second game, we lost 3-2, but we were down at halftime, 3-0. Three, so we've been outscored 8-1 to one in a game and a half. We never lost again that season. Um, there was another season where we started out, um, and we had, moved, we had moved up. So, of course, you, you always wonder, like, do, do we belong here? How different it's if it's going to be, and so forth. And so we moved up, and then we lost our first game five nothing. Ouch! Right? They never lost again. Um, in fact, the team they lost to five nothing 
ended up in, in second, the difference in the season being we went down to their place the second time we played them and, and beat them uh, one nothing. Um, a, couple, a couple of springs ago, we, we had a season where we lost our first two games. Now, they were close, but we lost our first two games, one um, nothing and 2-1. to one. After our first game, our backup keeper quit, and our starting keeper broke her arm and was out for the season. So we had to go. We had to go find the keeper. Okay, so we're zero and two, and we're playing in our third game. And it was man, it was like we're playing on terrible turf. It was like ninety-five degrees. Um, it, it was a tough game. About a minute left, we play a long ball over the top of Dagley, switching fields. Um, player runs it down. Draws the foul right in front of our, our bench area, about 40 yards from goals, you know, maybe so like, you know, 10 yards directly out from the top of the box on the, you know, the sideline top of the box and maybe a touch more to the sideline. And we had this one girl that, uh, and there's about a minute left, okay? We had this one girl that uh, played for me that's just so unbelievably naturally talented, uh, incredible ball striker, right? So she's taken that. So it ends. It, it's basically our sideline where, where coaches and players are. We're like right behind the free kicks. We have like the perfect, the perfect angle to watch, right? And she steps up and she drills this thing. It's got movement on. It's got a little bit of a bend, but not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, rotation. So it's quarter, It's kind of like a hybrid bending knuckleball. And you just say, I swear, it's, it felt like it took a half hour to just watch that ball go, and it goes and snuckles and bends away into the far upper 90. It actually nicked the underside of the crossbar and nicked the far post and goes in and win that game 2-1. to one. So we're now 1-2. and two. Never lost again. Okay. Uh, next to the last game of the season, we played a team who was 9-0. and It was their final game. We still had to make up 9-0. and They'd outscored opponents 27-2. We beat them 2-0. Uh, Okay, uh, we had one more season like that. We lost our first game seven one. Although to be fair, we we, we didn't have any keepers, so we had volunteers. We had a girl's really great athlete, and she kind of volunteered. Just thought you know that would be a, our best option. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. That was kind of traumatizing for everybody, <laughs> including including her. But um, the only other game we lost the rest of that season, we lost 4-3 uh, in stoppage time that shouldn't have even happened. The other team had two full teams of playing. We played two players down the entire game. We're actually up 3-2, but that was our only other loss. And so my point being, and let me stroll down memory lane, thank you very much, is what's been happening to you? It's not a foregone conclusion that it's always going to be like that. Okay, so you can't, when the times are going, things are going bad, you can't just accept that things are going to continue to go bad because they're going bad. Because it can take one moment, one play, one strike of the ball, one keeper save, whatever it might be, that completely changes not just the game, but a season. But you have to be ready for that. You have to have the mentality, you have to have the mindset that you can change things that are happening if they haven't been going well. Okay, just because you get blown out or you lose your first two or three games, that's how the seal season is going to go. Okay, just because you're playing a team that blew you out earlier 
and they score in the first two minutes of the next game, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose. Now, if you put your head down, you slump your shoulders, and you decide, oh, man, here we go again. Well, yeah, sure, then you're in trouble. But if you understand that you have the power by controlling what you can control, by focusing on what you can control, and continuing to play hard and not accept that what happened is going to be what does happen, you can change it anytime. It only takes one moment to do so. I've been rattling off for a long time now. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, hopefully you got a little something out of these stories that are going to help you in your next game, next practice, next season, whatever you got going on. I know spring should, season should be in full force soon. I can't wait to hear about everybody's games that uh, they're playing and, and so on and so forth. I'm going to leave it there. If you haven't done so, please Check out impactsoccerperformance.com, all about improving your overall athleticism, getting faster. Yes, you can improve speed, speed, agility, quickness, explosive first step, all that awesome stuff. If you need technical skills, you're working on your ball control, impacttotaltouch.com. Please check that out. You're going you're gonna to love it. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much once again for listening, and I will talk to you 